Hello. <clears throat> Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Friday of the sixth week of Easter, May the 19th. Our reading this morning comes to us by way of the, of the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 18, verses 9 through 18. Acts of the Apostles, 18, verses 9 through 18. And several years ago, it was one of those uh, disaster movies that were popular in the 80s uh, by Irvin Allen. Uh, it followed the uh, towering inferno, and this particular movie was the Poseidon Adventure. This gigantic boat gets capsized, where up is down, and down is up, and the left is right, and so on and so forth, and the people are trapped uh, in the particular boat. And there was a song sung, and I believe it was by Maureen McGovern. There's got to be a morning after. And uh, today is, this Friday, is the morning after. The morning after the solemnity of the ascension of our Lord. Back to the Father, which we spoke about yesterday, and Jesus returned to the Father with the promise that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, would be sent, and they are to remain in Jerusalem until they, being the apostles, are to remain in Jerusalem until the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, comes from the Father through Jesus and begins the era of the church. Well, we changed the song a little bit this morning. There's got to be a morning after and there is. Today is Friday, the day after Ascension. But the rest of that song said, there's got to be a morning after if we can hold on through the night. Well, for the Christian, there is a morning after, but it's not because we held on to the night. It's because the words of Jesus were to go forth and preach, continue to teach, and to make known that the crucified Jesus is the risen Lord and ascending and ascended Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And they are to go forth and continue to preach and to teach until the Holy Spirit comes. And that will take place, of course, on Pentecost, this coming Sunday, a week. And so that's what we do. We don't uh, simply sit there passively and wait, say, okay, when? And we kind of just look at each other and navel gaze and so on. Uh, these uh, nine days, these are days in which we are filled with expectation, our hearts longing, our uh, excitement that indeed the Holy Spirit is coming, the promised, the promised one that Jesus told the disciples about in the garden the night before he died, that I will not leave you orphans, but I will send you an advocate, a paraclete, the Holy Spirit, to be with you always and within you. And so we once again pick up the story of St. Paul. Remember, he had uh, tried to preach. We talked about that yesterday the day before, uh, Paul tried to preach Jesus 
uh, to the Greeks because he was in Athens. And it was a disaster. There was only a couple of people who uh, were interested in what he said. The rest were, no, sorry, this is too hard to believe. We don't understand. And uh, it's best, uh, we, we'll get back to you with all this talk that you're, that, that you're running about proclaiming. And so Paul makes his way to Corinth uh, with that disappointment, that failure in his mind. But he's in Corinth, and one night the Lord appears to him and says, do not be afraid. Go on speaking, and do not be silenced, for I am with you. It's wonderful words for us. Not simply on the morning after the ascension, but throughout our whole life, we are to not be afraid. Jesus many times will tell the disciples in the public ministry, do not be afraid. The angel Gabriel, in announcing that Mary would be the mother of God, tells us, do not be afraid, Mary, for the Lord is with you. And here again, in this particular vision, the Lord says to Paul, do not be afraid, go on speaking, and do not be silent, I am with you. But those words are not simply for St. Paul. Those words are for us in our daily lives. We are not to be afraid. We are not to be paralyzed in fear about what others may think or say how others may treat us. If they treat us ill, we are participating in the sufferings of Christ. If they reject us, they rejected Jesus. If they turn away from Jesus, they will turn away from us if we truly preach and live Christ, crucified and risen. Paul says, no one will attack you or harm you there are many of my people in this city, the city of Corinth. Paul ended by settling there for a year and a half, teaching them the word of God. Paul, Paul doesn't move on. Uh, Paul doesn't say, well, I, I better go to another place where I'll get a favorable hearing. Let me pick an audience that's more to my liking. No. Because again, it's not Paul. It's the Holy Spirit working through him. And there is uh, the uh, procurator um, by the name of Gallio. And he is in charge of the area uh, sent by Rome. And at the time when Paul is in Corinth preaching and teaching, the Jews rose up in a body against Paul and brought him before the bench. And they accused Paul of all kinds of things. He says uh, that he's teaching things that are against the law. There are things that are against what Moses taught and our Jewish way of life. And Gallio says, this is none of my business. That's up for you to decide. Uh, this is a religious issue. It's a squabble among yourselves. 
Rome will not get involved in that. You go and take care of that yourself. That's your own law. You must see to it yourselves, he says. I refuse to judge such matters. And with that, they dismiss them from the court. And they got one of the leading men of the synagogue, Sosthenes, and they beat him in full view of the bench. But Gallio paid no attention to it. Paul stayed on in Corinth for quite a while, but eventually he took leave of the brothers and sailed to Syria in the company of two of those who followed him, Priscilla and her husband Aquila. And there Paul continued to preach and to teach. And so here we are the day after the ascension, and we see that it is not a time to be in the grip of fear. It's not in the time uh, of silence, but it is the time of while we're waiting for the Holy Spirit to be renewed and to be strengthened, to be guided, to be filled with courage and fortitude, that we continue to go forth and live our baptism, that Jesus Christ, who suffered, died, was buried, but it is the Jesus who rose three days, lived among us for 40 days, ascended to the Father, and now as we await, await in anticipation, but an active awaiting, active waiting, uh, an expectant waiting, a faithful waiting, that Jesus is always true to his word, to his promise, that the Holy Spirit will come. And so during these days, it's a days of uh, continue, to continue to live the gospel, continue in our daily life by our prayers, by our witnessing, by our encouragement, our teaching, our correction, always in love to those who may be interested, to those who have gone astray and are searching. We continue to be the vessels and disciples of God's word. So today is the morning after, morning after the ascension. But it's not about holding on through the night. It's about walking into the daylight, into the daylight with the words of Jesus. I will not leave you orphans. I will send you a paraclete. I will send you an advocate, the Holy Spirit, to be with you and within you always. Do not be afraid. So let us today and this day after go forth, not in fear, but filled with that hope, that trust and faith that the Holy Spirit is coming and will fill us completely that we may truly live each day proclaiming Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. God bless you.